You're listening to The Main Course, where food is serious business. Listen along for insights, strategies, forecasts, and thought leadership from the front lines of food with your host, Barbara Castiglia. Welcome to The Main Course. I'm Barbara Castiglia of Modern Restaurant Management. And today we're going to talk about restaurant technology. And we're talking with somebody who was contactless before contactless was cool. So welcome to Tim McLaughlin, who is the CEO of GoTap. So welcome, Tim. So, you know, you guys have been doing this for a long time now. So kind of explain, you know, how you founded GoTap and your background, which is in tech and restaurants. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Barbara. Uh, Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so GoTab was started in 2016. Um, we were actually focused on payments because, as uh, many people in hospitality know, uh, payments is a friction point and really not a fun point of dining. Um, and so we were trying to solve that problem. Um, and my background prior to GoTab was actually e-commerce. I had a uh, digital agency, it was called, but really we were a product design company and a user experience design company, and we worked for Fortune 500 uh, clients predominantly by the time we I sold it. Um, I had done that for 10 years. Well, it ended up being 12 years. I hung out to kind of help transition to the new CEO. Um, and then I opened a brewery and a restaurant in Virginia and kind of learned firsthand a lot of the challenges, opportunities, and that sort of thing uh, from restaurants. And really where tech was, there, there was just a chasm of a uh, Solution. There were not solutions that I felt were very good in uh, restaurants at the time. So, opened a brewery and uh, it, the doors opened in 2015. Uh, in 2016, I started GoTab on the side. It wasn't really my 100% focus until a little bit later that year. Um, and it, it, initially, we were doing payments. Um, I don't know how far you want me to go on this, but I could, I could probably fill the whole hour or however long you want. But. <laughs> uh, just I guess the bullet points. Okay. Um, from there, it, it kind of started taking a life of its own. I did end up opening another uh, brewery and restaurant with my wife. Um, so we expanded it into two locations and it was, it was doing pretty well, but there was still, um, GoTab wasn't taking off in 2016 because we were only solving the payment problem. And what we ended up doing in 2017 is we said, you know, there's, a, there's another big friction point in hospitality and that is ordering. Um, it can be fun if you have a great server and your server is available, uh, but if they're not available and they're not, you know, they don't know their menu, um, then you actually end up with a, a not great experience uh, on top of it. Um, so ordering and payment are really kind of what we saw as the two most common friction points. You know, eating and drinking are pretty pleasant as long as the product is good. Um, and so that's that's where we uh, embarked on our next effort with GoTab in 2017, which is ordering, and it culminated in the QR-based ordering product that we released in 2018, uh, simultaneous to the iPhone supporting QR scanning uh, in October of 2018. So what's the significance of the GoTab name? Um, Well, originally we were focused on tabs, uh, paying tabs, and it was for groups. So one of the biggest friction points in in a full-service restaurant is splitting a tab. So if you have, you know, 10 people sitting down for brunch um, and then you end up trying to figure out, you know, who pays what for, you know, if it's couples or, or individuals or families, um, splitting a tab can take, you know, 20 minutes on the part of the server uh, for a big group. And it's it's quite a pain. And 
as you look at um, places where labor costs were high even then, uh, that 20 minutes to split it and hand credit cards back and forth and get signatures uh, was expensive. And so that's that's kind of where we started. And then the idea of just go is we wanted a really short name that we could get the patent on that was, or sorry, not patent, trademark on that, that was, you know, uh, clean, concise, pronounceable, all the things you want in a brand. Uh, and then really did kind of hammer home our primary um, objective was really convenience. Um, we, we do believe that, that convenience at the end of the day is kind of uh, probably priority one in all things hospitality because it's wonderful to have a great experience when you have the time, but when you don't have the time, you know, convenience wins every time. So you talked a little bit about some of the pain points that GoTab was solving, but also in what ways does this help the staff, you know, and improve and enhance hospitality with your clients? Yeah. So the the, the challenging thing about staffing a restaurant, anybody who's uh, run a place knows, is that you can't really afford to staff for your peaks. Um, and if you run a, a place that is focused on, you know, evenings or uh, where alcohol is a big part of your revenue, then your peaks are really going to occur on Friday, Saturday nights, uh, or beautiful weather, you know, evenings. Um, and if you were to staff uh, to those times, well, first off, you technically can't. You're getting everybody to show up on a Friday or Saturday night on a beautiful night is a great way to, you know, you're going to end up with people who uh, do call-outs, meaning they're going to not show up, not show up. And now you're short-staffed. When of course you're going to have your highest volume of the day, because nobody wants to come in for you know, four hours. Uh, that is really when your peak revenue occurs. So the way it helps the staff is you know, there just never is quite enough service to go around uh, during the peak times. So two things happen. One is you don't cap, don't maximize your revenue because you can't take orders or you can't take payments, and so as a result, the guest ends up, uh, you know. For us, so that there's a second consequence, which is the guest ends up having a bad experience. So one is you, you leave dollars on the table, and two is you leave the guest frustrated, uh, and there's a chance that they're going to go put you know a review into uh, Yelp and, and punish you further. I mean, I learned that firsthand uh, in our first brewery because we were slammed. We had you know line out the door, uh, and I remember very quickly our, our initial bad Yelp reviews. Um where we just couldn't get to them fast enough. And of course it was our fault that we didn't have more seats or it was our fault that we couldn't, um, you know, address them fast enough at the bar. Uh, and that actually hurt us in social media. So being popular, uh, you know, I guess is cool on one hand, uh, but it's not always beneficial in social media or not always kind to you, I guess. And in this regard, it, it keeps the guests happier. They get what they want. Um, your staff still can take care of the people that they can get to. Um, and then ultimately, the other thing that really benefits the staff is they actually just make bigger tips. Um, it's funny. We have quote after quote uh, of our operators and their their servers or, or really any of their staff, depending on how they do tip pulling. And they all make more money using GoTab. So you hit a little bit on it, but um, in what ways does GoTab make guests more satisfied? Uh, it's just the frustration points. One is there's, there's really two key things. Um, in a nightlife or into place or, or even not, um, it's getting my first drink. Like I finally got seated and boy, I'd sure like a beer, but man, my server never showed up because it's busy. And um, 
So that's that's a big frustration point. And then the other one is even worse if you've had a you know great experience and then you want to leave, but of course you can't get your check. Uh, that's a that's a big frustration point. And the wonderful thing about GoTab is you can actually just walk out at any point uh, because we put a credit card on file before you even place your first order. So uh, in theory, you could sit down, you know, slam a soda or beer or whatever, and turn around and walk back out because you've already put a card on file. Uh, in order to place the order in the first place. Uh, so there's no risk for the restaurant uh, and there's no frustration for the guest. So who are some of your clients? Um, and just give some examples of, of what you've done for them. Sure. Um, I'll, I'll start with some ones that are probably surprises for people is a Barcelona wine bar uh, is a client of ours. They use us and they've used us on and off during COVID um, in the dining room with QR based ordering. Um, so during COVID, they, they are very, very service-oriented uh, restaurants. So they, they will always say, people first. We are focused on you know, hospitality at the highest sort that they can deliver. Um, so it was actually a big surprise to us that they were willing to put QRs into the uh, dining room. And they did, you know, essentially due to necessity in COVID. Um, and the result was very good. A lot of the guests loved it. They felt safe. Um, they felt you know, cared for. Of course, Barcelona still provided over-the-top service by having people on the floor to answer questions um, and help. But you know, at the end of the day, the guest was able to order on their own, which works beautifully in a tapas uh, format. Um, they also use this for takeout. Uh, I don't believe they use this for delivery right now, but I don't actually think they're doing delivery. Um, and they've actually done very well with their takeout program. Um, we did some pretty neat things with them over the last year and i know they've done uh, surprisingly well on their revenue uh, with you know in comparison in fact almost all of our operators i won't get into particulars but almost all of our operators that adopted gotab uh, did over 80 percent of the revenue from 2019 um, in many cases they did 90 percent um, so going back to that uh the another really great one just to contrast going out to the west coast is uh, stone brewing uh, they have, I think, seven locations, and they are uh, they have some of the best beer gardens in the country. If you look, up, you know, big beer gardens, they're beautiful. They're they're almost a uh, they actually refer to their guests as fans because people come there who are, are big fans of the packaged beer, um, but also to dine because they're known as having some of the you know, best food in the area. And it's it is wonderful food, great experience. Um, again, they send in this case they send cicerones. Uh, out to the tables to talk about the beer, to talk about the tasting, to talk about the pairings. Uh, but everything is run through GoTab on QRs on the tables. Uh, they also use this for takeout uh, and I believe delivery in some cases as well. Um, and they, they have a really neat mix because it's casual and everybody expects beer to be casual. Uh, but it's a little more upscale than most beer uh, oriented places you would think of. And of course, because they're big beer gardens, you know, they, they can... Um, deliver on a, a beautiful ambiance as well. Uh, we have some really neat uh, little like individual one-off, you know, taco. Uh, there's, a, there's a place here in DC called Espida. Um, and it's, it's a wonderful, uh, authentic Mexican high-end food uh, and a mezcaleria. So it's a mezcal cocktails. And they do some really cool stuff. They've done a ghost, two ghost kitchens using GoTab. Uh, and there's a number of other operators using GoTab purely for takeout and delivery to run their ghost kitchens. So 
Um, those are at least some that come to mind um, quickly. Oh, actually, uh, one that was really cool um, this weekend, Guinness, uh, Guinness, uh, which is owned by Diageo, um, uses GoTab in the Guinness factory. And they put up our all-time high numbers uh, this weekend. Um, I, unbelievable numbers. Um, they're planning to blow out all their records, uh, everything in, in the Guinness factory. If you go to tour the U.S.-based factory in the Baltimore area, um, is all run by GoTab. So let's talk about the pandemic. So you experienced, uh, and this is going to sound crazy to people, but I, I didn't think it was this cra- that crazy, uh, 7,000% increase in transaction volume. So first, how did you, how did you handle all that? What was, what was that like, you know, when the, when the pandemic started and, you know, you knew you had a solution that could be helpful to people. So, um, you know, were people just, was the phone ringing off the hook and people were reaching out to you? Did you reach out to people and, and how did you handle all of it? Uh, it was crazy. Uh, well, at the beginning of COVID, we had a whopping two salespeople. Um, and the technology was very good, but it also wasn't, we did not expect that kind of growth. And so, you know, we were growing pretty well. We were growing, you know, 20% month on month. We didn't expect to do that kind of uh, growth. And so, uh, to be honest, it was, uh, it was painful. The first four months were really just sort of like a massive volume. One of our operators here in the D.C. area is called uh, Founding Farmers. And they disclosed the numbers so I can disclose them. They were doing a half a million dollars a week uh, in groceries, and they were using GoTap for that. Um, so we, we weren't really planning on running 1,000 uh, product catalogs, meaning they had 1,000 products on their menu. And they were selling everything from toilet paper to yeast to you name it. They had it. Uh, and they, they, they covered, uh, you know, they were covered heavily in the news for the stuff they were doing. But our servers and everything just weren't expecting that kind of load. Uh, so there were a couple of bumps technically. Um, we got past them within the first three months. Uh, it was interesting. The good thing is that, you know, 99% of the time we had no problems at all. So it made us feel good that we had architected everything the right way to scale. It's just, uh, you know, you find the rough edges real fast when you, uh, when you go from, you know, walking to rocket shipping down the middle of the street and finding out you weren't really planning on those kinds of speeds. Um, it was interesting. We hired very quickly. Um, people, we really didn't sleep uh, for the four, first four months or so. I, I don't remember really much from that time period because we didn't really have weekends either um but we got there and uh we added a bunch more clients as far as the clients who did come on in that time period there were actually a lot of the people who told us no uh in 2019 it was a lot of people who we had pitched GoTab to because they were sort of forward-leaning companies uh, or operators uh and they thought our technology was interesting um like even Aspita, who i referred to really smart uh, Cornell grad, uh, hospitality operator, uh, who in 2019 said, you know, I don't think my clients are ready for this. Uh, and when, when COVID hit, um, I text messaged him because we have, we share a common investor and said, Hey, you know, I saw you're doing QRs. Have you considered looking at GoTab again? Cause we're, you know, you remember we did this a year ago and he had kind of cobbled together something with his POS and it just was it was pretty subpar, but you see it all the time. And uh, I showed him ours, and he flipped over to GoTab the next day and said it was 
easier to use GoTab on the first day of using GoTab than it was to use a POS that he'd been using for four years, um, which was a huge compliment. So I guess it kind of leads into my next question has, you know, has selling the con- the concept of contactless ordering and payment become a lot easier now? That's an understatement. Um, I would say in 2019, we had to talk to 20 different prospects and those were qualified prospects, people that we said, hey, these are, these are tech forward or innovative operators or sort of savvy operators who are interested in sort of creating the best guest experience they can. One in 20 of those would, you know, would put GoTap in place. Um, Stone Brewing was one of those. They actually, um, they were, you know, trying to figure out how to change their service model because it's really hard to serve a large uh, format like they do at a high quality experience. And then they also are very surgy, so they would have you know peak times and valleys and, and staffing for that was very hard. And add to that, the labor costs where they are were about $15 an hour. Um, so you put all those things together and, they, and Greg, who runs their, uh, who's the VP of hospitality there, was just saying, you know, it's really challenging to figure out how to make your numbers, uh, your profit uh, in this model. So they actually, to their credit, were already moving forward with GoTab just prior to COVID, uh, and then just COVID accelerated. But that Greg was, uh, you know, he's an innovative leader. Not everybody was, it, it, and largely it was, it was a lot of it was they don't believe the guests actually wanted it. And of course, COVID did change what the guests want. So. That said, you know, I don't think a single one of our operators at this point plans to go back from QR ordering. They're, they are supporting it with server-based ordering in addition, uh, but they do uh, always enable QR ordering and paying because it's just it's a great way to you know, keep your guests satisfied, satisfied. So thinking back, you know, to when you started all of this, um, you know, when you you saw the benefits of all of this and, you know, and you got excited about it and wanted to, you know, to to work to make this happen. Um, You know, now are you seeing that, um, that people are coming around to that vision? Let's put it this way. If if prior to COVID 5% of operators thought it was interesting, it's now more like 30, 40% of operators uh, find are, are moving that direction. Um, so I would definitely say it's not everybody. In fact, it's amazing how many operators don't even, they think of QRs as a static menu, which is funny. A lot of them don't even realize or have never seen a system where you can order open tabs, share tabs, split payments, um, two-way message with the chef, two-way message with the operators. Uh, you know, it's, it's all, everything's integrated. So what we find is a lot of operators have never seen such a system. And they just think of QRs for, for a, you know, PDF menu. So I would say what we see is probably 30, 40% of operators are wanting to head this direction. We do get a fair number of inbounds now where they will inbound leads where they will say we're looking at such a system. And we've won, you know, every RFP that we've gotten a chance to swing at. We, we, I don't want to say every, it, but it actually has been every, every one they've gotten a chance to swing at. We've won. Um, it, but it's only because we've been doing this for so long. Um, this is not, this is not a product that popped up in COVID. This is a product that that was built long prior to, prior to it. Yeah. You were more of a proven 
model um, that was only tested by COVID. Um, but that 30 to 40 percent still gives you a lot of opportunity to grow. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we believe that eventually, uh, you know, the remaining, it, let's put it this way, we, fine dining is probably the one um, situation where you actually have an excess of service, uh, meaning that you have servers waiting for guests to have a question. Um, but everything below fine dining, QR is, is really quite relevant. Fine dining people don't even want to see cell phones on the table. Um, and I told, and we get that. Um, but when you move down to, you know, casual or, uh, even we're doing stadium, uh, projects, we're doing, uh, food and beverage for, uh, commercial, uh, you know, like offices and such situations or hotels, all of those benefit from this capacity. And the, the thing that we're trying to get the market to understand is that it does not need to be exclusive. Um, you don't have to just do QR and phone-based ordering. You can also do the old service model too. Uh, and we enable that either on a, a legacy POS or with GoTabs POS. So you can mix back and forth. You can walk up to a counter, order a burger, walk back over to your table, add to your tab on your QR with your phone, and then pay with your phone and walk out or call a server over and pay with a card. So you can flip all these things back and forth. It's just that having the option is, is so much better. Uh, we do believe that you know everything probably except for fine dining and really the highest end of fine dining um, would benefit. So one of the advantages of, of tech is getting the data. So why do you feel um, that actionable data is important now more than ever? There are so many benefits. Uh, one interesting aspect of what we do is that we actually know who your guests are. So most point of sale, in fact, all point of sale, really has no idea who your guests are. And it's, it's, it's sadly very true also with third-party ordering. So if someone's ordering through DoorDash, uh, you have no guest information. So if someone orders through DoorDash and then they sit in your dining room and they eat in your dining room, you're never going to realize that they ordered through DoorDash first. So you don't know what their preferences are when they sit in the dining room. And then they order in the dining room. You, you, you may not realize that they're actually a wonderful returning guest, but they usually order through DoorDash because they're invisible to you. Um, with GoTab, even guests who sit in your dining room are identifiable uh, with, with their, with their uh, agreement. And that means that you will now know who your best guests are. You will now know what their best what their preferences are. You can now even figure out who they come in to dine with so that you can start creating a better experience for them. Um, uh, I, I, a really funny example is, uh, so my wife now runs the restaurants that uh, I used to you know, come and run with her. And she's obviously a good app user. And uh, one of our regulars uh, has been out for you know three or four weeks. And she was able to see that because we have an above store analytic thing and it, it said, you know, this guy hasn't been in for three or four weeks. And because she knew who it was and she was comfortable, she just texted him and said, Hey, I haven't seen you in three or four weeks. Everything good. And it turned out his wife, you know, broke her hand and it was, you know, just had some personal stuff he was dealing with. And he's like, Oh, no, it's all good. Thanks for reaching out. Um, and in that case, it's very personal. And so he could, she could have that casual conversation, but. Being able to weave those sorts of things into, uh, you know, make it real 
I mean, it talked about a level of uh, personability. And the, and the fact that she can see, in this case, this, this individual would go across different locations. So if you didn't have GoTab, you would only see him one of you know, four times because he may not go to the same location all the time. Uh, so getting all that data stitched together gives you wonderful visibility. It's, it's funny. People think of these data systems as impersonal, and it's actually the opposite. It's, it's more like running a, you know, a country store in a, in a small town because now, now you can actually have time to, to talk to people and have time to uh, engage people. Um, and it's not all automated. It can be very personal. So the tech enables hospitality and enables engagement with guests. Yeah, way, way better with way less work. I mean, the amount of work it would have taken to discover that would have been insurmountable before or actually just impossible. You mentioned earlier you have a background in e-commerce. Um, so in general, what do you feel um, are e-commerce opportunities now for restaurants? Um, there's a no, I mean, obviously there's, you know, takeout and delivery are, are two that we support. Um, and when I say that, I mean, you keep all the revenue, the restaurant keeps all the revenue. Um, there's no percentage being paid to GoTab uh, for, you know, for the delivery or anything like that. We, then if it's delivery, we actually pass the delivery fee to the guest. So typically on DoorDash within five miles would be five or six or seven bucks. Uh, and the guest just pays for that fee. So there's no chunk of your food or beverage revenue coming out uh, to pay for that delivery. You can, of course, not pass that cost to the guest, but if it's a reasonable amount, there's no reason to pass those costs along, to not pass those costs along. Uh, but we also do support, you know, merchandise uh, and or, uh, you know, dry goods or packaged goods uh, over e-commerce. So we're integrating, uh, you know, shipping uh, products so that you can actually just sell those things directly from your store. In the case of breweries, which is a, is also a common part of our market, um, or our, our partners, uh, operators, I guess, uh, they do actually ship packaged beer to their consumers. Um, there's some logistics in it because it's uh, alcohol. But it's really trying to stitch all of the different ways that your guests uh, or your consumers would be purchasing from you uh, so that you make it easy, but also so you can go back and say, hey, that guy, Tim, he bought beer online and shipped it to this place, and then he came into the restaurant, and then he ordered takeout, uh, and you had that full visibility. Uh, whereas if you try to stitch together five different systems, you will have five different sets of data and trying to get them all to tie together and realize that that person is Tim and he likes IPAs uh, is very difficult. So you, you just completed a funding round. Um, so kind of tell me a little bit about what that is, how it went, um, and what is that going to enable you to do? Um, it's, I mean, it's already been, we're continuing to pour money into the company. It's really, a lot of it goes into product. Uh, in fact, we spent, historically spent almost all of our uh, money on product. Uh, but we are also expanding our sales and support team. Um, so we have a lot more uh, people on both those teams. We do 24 by 7 uh, support online, which our, our operators absolutely love. Um, so that a big part of the funding did increase the number of people we have in our support team so we could do around-the-clock support. Um, and I'd say the other things that we're continuing to add uh, deployment operator or 
a team that will actually do on-premise deployments across the country. Um, there, we did actually subsequent to that six million, we've already raised another chunk of cash. We haven't yet disclosed it. Um, so it, a lot of it's going to be adding more people, uh, adding more marketing so that people are aware of our solution and adding more into the product as well. So we did just roll out the full, the new version of our full POS, uh, in the last couple of weeks. Um, so a lot of that investment was funded by these investments. So tech was a, a savior for, uh, for the industry in 2020. Do you think that restaurants should and will look to increase, um, their tech portfolio moving forward? Uh, I mean, I, that to me seems like a, an obvious, I, I don't know how in the future you can run a restaurant without technology. I mean, you can run a, a maybe a food truck, maybe, um, but anything of size, you are only hurting yourself by not leveraging technology. And, and here's a really simple example. Um, everything we deploy, we, we can use printers in the kitchen or at the bar uh, for printing out running chits and running drinks and food to tables. Um, one of the things that, that we do that is unique is we are aware of the layout of your actual restaurant or your hotel or whatever your big space and maybe your your food hall. Um, and because those spaces are very big, it does cost you money when you take, you know, a beer or a glass of wine to a table. So let's say you and I, Barbara, are sitting at a table and I'll, I'll switch it up. You order a beer and I order a glass of wine. I don't actually have any idea what you drink, but if we ordered those three minutes from each other on our own separate phones, on our own separate tabs, um, and we were using printers, at the bar, there would be two different running, what they're called running chits that would print out, right? And because those would print out separately and because we're doing kind of the old school way, there'd be no opportunity to realize that those should be brought out and poured at the same time and delivered to the table at the same time. And that seems like a small deal because you're like, oh, well, you know, what does it cost? 30 seconds to run it to the table and then run back and get the other glass and then bring it to the table? So you just wasted 30 seconds, but multiply that times, you know, 2000. And then let's take that 30 seconds in the, in the situation of a large format, which everybody right now is socially distanced. Um, so everything got bigger and it became two minutes or a minute of running time. Um, and the costs add up, the customer satisfaction goes down. Um, and, you know, all in all, the experience is diminished. So if you don't leverage technology, the only thing you're doing is hurting the guest experience and increasing your costs. I, so I, I don't, I couldn't imagine someone not using technology nowadays. So what's your general outlook for the restaurant industry moving forward? I'm super bullish on it. I mean, my, we're actually working with companies, uh, our partners of ours who are investing into restaurants. I mean, everybody I know <laughs> is, is investing into restaurants. And, and, and one thing that's really interesting is that, most of our operators from 20, uh, 2020 that were using GoTab, not only did they do reasonably well in terms of revenue, you know, 80, 90% of revenue, but many of them it beat their profits from 2019. So they did slightly less revenue, but they were actually more profitable um, as a result of being able to run leaner with better technology. So they're more efficient. Um, so I, I'm 
I think it's going to be a great sector. I think anybody who is running a a well uh, a technology enabled restaurant can do very well, especially if they're not you know handing all the money to DoorDash. Thank you so much. This has been great. 